Welcome to Matches Poetic Makeover. We share hope and wisdom nuggets for challenging times to promote mental health and wellness. Today on his, this show, we share a poem written by a widow reaching out to another by the name of Madame Janet Magufuri of Tanzania. The poem is called Remembering My Bulldozer. Who will be there for the wife to a bulldozer? to anything standing against his efforts to elevate a nation. But to Madame Janet Magufuli, he was the sweetest dose of love and affection. He was a bulldozer to singlehood. Yes, it's a blessing to be single, but not when the yearning to get married cannot be bulldozed by expressions like, singlehood is a gift. Yes, Dr. John Magufuli was the bulldozer to resistance, allurement, and courtship around Madame Janet Magufuli. Here is the poem, Remembering My Bulldozer. My scribbles aren't drizzles of empty appreciation of your compassion for me and my children. Affection and respect for our late president, the true giant of transformation, the revolutionary radiance of Africa. Tropical skies were all an echo of Eureka when they saw the wrecker of reckless abuse of resources. But I can't be a pretender that I am a fortress when my fierce lover and friend is forever gone. Should the mask I pull over and task to put a curse over my love nest, instead go to his royal chamber where all dignitaries and guests and my husband used to converge digested matters of interest. In there, he was belt conveyor of leadership. In there, he was the president. But in my heart, he was number one resident, the lordship of my loveness. So when I cry, it's the giant of love that I miss. When you cry, it is your president first that you miss. So I give myself a choice, not to grieve for our president first, but the man who was a resident in my love nest first, the one when he first met, the words he uttered first, I sighed heavily, I sang quietly. Oh, well, I think I have found myself my bulldozer. For before he even began pouring shots and doses of his love for me, my walls of Jericho putting out marriage sweeters were a pile of crumble. His affectionate bulldozing eyes were a forever love sparkle for a permanent settlement. So give me space to remember my bulldozer, whose relentless love was a displacement to my maiden name, an elevation to a crown to the first madame of a nation. So before I remember him as a leader of an upgrading nation, give me room to remember a man who loved me best of the class of Boaz of Ruth. So first things first, the ABC sometimes in my unheady screams or drops of tears in my cup of water or on my doting lover's pillow, a gift to me when our love was one year older, are not of the shining star present first but the ABC of my forever charming prince, who the A in him is for an agent of purest love, 
whose rivers water the flowers to every corner within our borders. The bee in him is for a brilliant father of my children, their encourager and friend. Seize for the consumment of the anguish within me, which is now for the rubbish pit. For it is congruent to the true confession that I am lost without my defendant warrior armor and valor. Death is a plunder. I am powerless. My eminent fierce love is no longer the beacon of intimacy and militants for the stability of our home. Yes, one of the giants of Africa sleeps, but our mind over can't sleep. Neither death nor highs can be an eraser of the compassionate leader of our nation, the rare joy with sacrificial affection for our hearts and homes. So when I lament, it's not the present I grieve for first, but the gallant of selfless love, relentless discipline, yet deeper infusion and louder adoration for us all. So when I cry, I miss my most excellent lover, and my heart refuses to be merrier. Every appraisal for his ability and audacity, every eulogy for his encouragement and courage, every best guitar for his bravery, every comment for his creativity, every lament for his liberation spirit, every poem for his fight and warring might, every syntax for his struggle against poverty, every sentence for his shrewdness, every word for his wit, every tear and prayer for his tenacity, generosity and care, every eulogy from the lips of imaging passionate statesmen, is like a forever seal for his legacy. But for my children, all overflowing tributes are remembrance of our insufficiency and total dependence on our maker. For death is a heartbreaker, a robber of a dad and a covering. For when my children to his office flock, they meet a tight lock, no TikToks, no clocks and clocks of computer. All is silent. Who can knock on the entrance of a graveyard? To you all, he was a granite of revolution, a tower of refusal to be a cowering to bribery and corruption. His inner world was a crane to every rubble along his renovation lane. His resolution for Tanzania was brighter. His life is insignia of determination. But for my children and me, he was our marble. His love was an aura of dazzle, the shining star of our home. The ever-present beacon of courage is no longer the brightest candle. So for us, it's not the warrior president of Africa that we miss first, but the face that covered us all first. We are the vineyards to dismiss that the armor of our home, the banner of our encouragement, the shield of our mansion is forever gone. I can't hold it all in. My backbone is not an iron man, neither a bull in the fierce fight. Yet I charge on, but to pull over my head regalia, to be an overall charge commander of a home, is a mere dream for now. Maybe later, when it gets lighter, I'll be a salamander. But for now, I remain a mother. You have another president, but for me, my children, one of our members in our resident, his dining chair lies empty. Some pots and pan lie dry. We can't cook his favorite ugali, so give us space and time. To cry not for the president, but for my husband, the father of my children, the son of my in-laws, the brother of my sister-in-laws. So when my nose I blow, when I glow low, whether you put the glow of the gold he did, 
or all your ways are a zoom of his blind spots. Remember all what I ask is a tiny corner spot in your hearts and thoughts that Dr. John Pombe Magufuli magufulized Tanzania or turned your world upside down. All that matters is what which stand you are on. But for me and my children, what matters is that we have lost a champion. With your permission, we sit and process the loss and the pain. Maybe in God's time, one day we'll confess we have known comfort. We have known alleviation of sorrow. And hopefully our tomorrow, once again for us all, will grow. Maybe God's faithfulness in us and ours will be the brightest glow. And this tropical moonless night season soon will be a radiating diamond for us all. Thank you. This poem is written by Gertrude Kazua, who is a widow to Dr. Batson Kazua, to Madame Janet Magufuli, the president of Tanzania. What are the nuggets that I'm sharing in this poem? A rich farmer once organized a Christmas for meal for his workers. Many turned up. Few did not come thinking that because it was the end of the year, their boss would be reminding them about the money they owed. But the boss didn't. They missed out. Rarely would people miss happy functions unless there is a genuine reason. Likewise, people will be available before the funeral ceremony. But after it, people go back to their houses. But that's when the grieving starts. And that's when a lot of support is needed for emotional, mental, psychological, and even physical needs. As a reflection to the poem, in it I raise a number of issues that affect widows despite class, age, or how poor or how rich they are. So answering the question, who will be there for, for, for widows, or who will be there for Madame Janet Makufoli? Our answer, Michael Jackson, if we were going to answer that question, is maybe another widow. Maybe one who has known loss of a husband. Maybe another widow who has known property grabbing. Maybe another widow who has been told you are still grieving. I thought one year has passed. Your friends have moved on. By now they would have been married. Maybe another widow who has been told now it's time to move on. You have been in this place for so long. People can grieve even for months. Maybe that one. Am I right to argue to say that maybe to reach another widow effectively we need to support one widow and widow and maybe build a nest around that widow. When we build a nest around that widow, then in communities where needles, widow's services are needed, maybe this widow that we have hold hands, who we have put our resources around, maybe she can be an answer to needs of widows. Otherwise, as we speak, if our numbers are not known, should we assume that then they would know how mentally we are affected, how, ma- how many are suffering stress, how many are affected by depression? As we speak, 
as the only parent in the home, our children are affected. These are some of the things that I was reflecting on this poem. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'll leave you with the thoughts that I've, I've shared. Am I right to say maybe we need to raise up widows so that they reach another? Up until next week, do join us again on the Majlis Poetic Makeover where we share hope and nuggets of life for the changing times to promote mental health and wellness. Thank you so much.